I'm back. Mark, I know you're pumped to have me here in a very sarcastic manner, but John, I know you're genuinely excited to have well, me. Well, you always bring a wealth of knowledge, and yeah. you clearly do your research on the topic. Mark sometimes comes in shooting from the hip, but it's nice to have someone that, that really has done the, the, the work behind Livewire and all the updates. So you guys have read all the technical specs, which you'll regurgitate in this podcast, when I'll actually open people's minds to how a motorcycle can be seen in a completely different way. Yeah, we're all going to be utility. We're, we're going to ride these motorcycles with logs of wood. They're tools. and logs of wood. I'm going to use them to trim my orchard. <laughs> Welcome to the Behind the Bars podcast, where we discuss all things motorcycles, memories, and mayhem. Oh, this is awesome. Sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Let's get this thing started. Here's John and Mark. Welcome, John Sargent. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. Happy to be here. Yeah, John, that's a way, great way to introduce yourself. Yeah. Glad you're back. Well, I knew Mark wouldn't do it for me. Yep, because he's just sitting there staring at us. Yeah, like he always does. So, yeah, what, what, why are you here today, John? Why, what, what brought you into a, the uh, Behind the Bars podcast? So I'm pretty pumped to be here again. Uh, what brought me here is some updated information on Livewire. Live yeah, from Harley Davidson. So, so we said that at the exact same time. Yeah, I was like, we finish each other's sentences. <laughs> oh, Mark, you were left out on that. <laughs> hey, why don't you guys get a room? I mean, really, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> come on. Okay, so Livewire, John. What's going yeah. on? Did, what, what, we already talked about Livewire. Why, why, why are we doing a new podcast? So we talked about Livewire, um, kind of about the concept, what Harley was doing and our feedback. But we actually got some really cool information that Harley Davidson released on Monday the 7th um, that we wanted to talk a little bit about. In Today's the 9th. Today's the 9th. Two days old. Well, we're waiting for Mark to get back from vacation. It's like stale well, bread at this point. I think point. we're also, we were waiting to find out uh, on what the kilowatts were. I really wanted to know what the kilowatts were on this thing. Yeah, and I don't think we did. No. I didn't find out. I didn't find out. I know. Mark, you find out? I, I know. I know the answer. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Why don't you fill us in? Because you're the only person that I know of. No. Well, the, no. You, the Harley engineers Harley know. Harley Davidson engineers. Well, I've been sworn to keep that under wraps until the appropriate time, so I'm afraid I can't share it with you gentlemen. Oh. Okay. So, you don't know. Let's okay. let's let's talk about what we do know because basically the idea behind this podcast is to talk about the specs yeah. that so, are going on here with the new live wire. So I'll kick it off. We'll kind of see where it goes. But one of the more exciting things they released was regarding the performance, which a lot of people were curious about. So while we don't know the power um, or the kilowatts of the engine, we do know that it's capable of zero to sixty. The engine. Uh, the electric motor. The electric motor. Yeah. Uh, we do know it's capable of zero to 60 and it says under three and a half seconds, which is fast. Yeah. Not fast enough for you. Not, no, I mean, hopefully there's some sort of capabilities of turning that up. I would hope so. Probably too fast for Mark. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we could do a follow-up podcast to this video sometime around 2029 when Mark's at least comfortable with the FXDR114 and has moved on to the live wire at that point. I'm sure Harley will probably prune that model before Mark actually rides it. Yeah, I, that's I'm, probably a lot of truth I, to that. I've got $5 that says I own the live wire before either of you guys. Whoa. Ooh. Just saying. Okay. Do we have any takers on that? Well, we'll, well, we have the $100 bet between John and I about Pan America and me jumping it. Right. Yep. And doing within the first wheelie, mile within or the something. Within the first mile. Yeah. And now $5. I think you could step that up, Mark. 
But well, it's not it's not about the amount of money. It's the principle. I will own a live wire before you do. Sure. And you're only willing to bet five dollars, but you're gonna buy a live wire. <laughs> John, John, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. John. So, so what else do we? What up, Mark? Jump in here. What up, what have we learned recently? Did you do the training? The training, the one that John did for us and shared uh, his cliff notes with. Yeah. Well, there was Harley Davidson University training. Yes, I did that. It's just, it's a, yes, I did. And what I'm what I'm concerned about here. Sure. To be very honest with you. Hit us. Is. I'm getting the sense that Harley-Davidson is eluding, being elusive, if you will, about range. No, they I don't think so. No. It's 110 miles. That's mixed. Mixed. Yes. That's Urban and interstate riding because it's opposite for EVs as it is exactly. to most Exactly. Tell us why people. Why is it opposite. Do you know, Mark? Why is it opposite? What, yeah, why did John just say it's opposite? Do you know? I'm not positive. It, um, it's opposite because in the city... It, the regenerative brake system. Yeah, okay. Does anyone? Does everyone know how regenerative braking Tell us. works? So, in theory, regenerative braking was created for EV vehicles, and what it does is instead of actually applying um, the brake pad itself to create heat to slow something down, it actually runs an electric motor backwards, thus creating it into a generator. So you're not losing um, inertia or power, you're actually generating that. And it reverses the motor, I reverses think. Reverses the motor, yeah. yeah. So it turns it into a basically an electric generator, and that's where the regenerative braking. However, in most EVs, when you need a lot of braking applied, you still do have traditional braking system that helps assist with that. So does the Livewire have traditional brakes as well? The Livewire has Brembo ABS braking system. Yeah. So it's pretty impressive. It also has traction control with that as well, because when you have instant torque, of an EV, you, you need have some to. sort of yeah. Otherwise, I want to be able to turn mine off. You guys know that. Otherwise, the true heck razor true material heck would razor. would do a wheelie on that thing immediately. Yes. Okay. So, uh, so you up to speed on that, Mark? Well, I am, but I I don't I think terrain is going to be a factor here. And living in the Green Mountains, I'm curious about how terrain is going to affect the range. And Harley Davidson hasn't been really clear about that. Well, there's a lot of variables that affect range, weather, temperature, exactly. But our terrain is hilly, but what goes up must come down, which yeah. means if we're going up one side, we got to break on the other. I don't know. I don't think they're being elusive. Mm. I think they are being conservative. They're a very conservative brand, and they don't want to release something and then have it be, uh, you know, right off the line, the, the, the media that takes it for a spin before we all get to see the final product. I get that. They, but I, they I, come back and say, oh, it didn't go. Yeah, the full I, the full I, 110 miles. It went 100. I get that, but I think the priority for many live wire buyers at this point is the range. Anybody who's asked me about the motorcycle in the showroom has said the same thing. You know, what can I expect for range out of this? Okay, but I think so. So I'm going to be really interested to see what our listeners say uh, about this discussion because I don't think people are buying these to. They're buying it for an experience. In some commuting, but it's mainly urban commuting. I don't see people buying these things to commute from from you know hundreds of miles away. You know, I, I just can't imagine that that's why you're buying this motorcycle. It's either experiential, so you're buying this thing to feel that instant torque, 100% of the torque right off the line, as soon as you twist the throttle. Yeah, it's environmentally friendly, so you like that factor. And so you could ride, uh, and I can't imagine the average commute is longer than 100 miles. Well, you're making my point for me because if it's experiential, and we know that the live wire is going to have rider modes, 
My yeah. my guess is that those who want to experience what you just described are going to suffer a fairly significant reduction in range. I mean, if you put this in performance mode, my guess is that we're going to reduce range significantly. Do, do we have any ideas about that at this well, point? Well, obviously. Yeah, I, I do, but I look at it from the perspective, so as a hack raiser, I rarely get the mileage anybody else does with anything. Right, right. that's what I was going to say. And that's a, that's a characteristic. I always call it you pay to play. You know, if you're going to be out there twisting throttle and having experience, you're going to burn up your your juice, so to speak, let's say. The street glide got like 10 miles to the gallon. Yeah. And he only gets like 3,000 miles on a set of tires. That's a good set. That's a good yeah, set. that's a yeah. good set. So, <laughs> so on the EV, 110-mile range on average, mixed riding. You could get less, you could get more. But I look at it from the perspective of there's an awful lot of motorcycles that are gasoline engines that don't even have that range or have a very similar range. And um, the nice thing I like about the live wire is you do have um, different charging levels for it. So you have level one, which is where you can plug it into a standard household outlet. Traditionally, that means you get about 13 mile range for every hour it's plugged in. Um, but you also have DC three fast charging, which will charge a live wire is up. That level three? That's level three. So we, at some point in time, we should probably do a podcast that just even talks about the basics of of charging systems. We get a lot of questions on charging systems. What yeah. can, you know, level one? So level one is traditionally like 13. Volt. Yeah. So, and that's usually 13 miles of charge or of range per hour it's plugged in. Okay. A DC three, which is your fast charge, um, is up to about 192 miles of range in an hour. So if you're talking about a live wire with about 110 mile range. Which we're seeing those things pop up all over the place. They're popping chargers. up all over the place. When you look at, so one of the strengths I think Livewire has compared to a lot of other brands out there is A, its charging plug is going to be compatible with majority of the standard EV charging stations that are available, which are blowing up everywhere. But you're also going to have, you know, the majority of the dealer network involved in this that's going to have charging station there as well. So you can ride to a location, plug in do your shopping at a Harley shop and go back out and probably have a full charge and move on to the next one. And I think that's pretty cool. You know, the convenience factor I think is higher than what people might give it credit for. Initially. So, so uh, not to move this topic along, but in watching social media, the biggest comment right now has been price. Yeah. Th this is coming in at almost $30,000, and change. Yeah, 29799 I think yeah. is what it is. Yeah, MSRP. Yep. which we know with freight and setup, it's going to be a little tad a bit over 30,000, right? So <clears throat> too much, too little, what, 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 you know, what are your thoughts on this? Because apparently everybody on social media has gone crazy that, that this is just way too high. Uh, you know, 30,000. You, you already got some feedback from a customer. I already got some feedback. So I customers. had a friend, I had a few folks that have called me, some people I know. Some of them saying, hey, that seems like it's a lot of money. It's more than I expected. Um, and the response I'll give them, which is the same I would tell anybody, is it's a premium product. Premium products require a premium expense to produce. But at the same time, what are you getting? You know, is it 30000 Yeah. Um, there are EVs that are less than that. Um, zero. The zero. There are some other brands. But are they on the same level? I don't know. And there's still a lot we don't know about the live wire. So to say... Yeah. Geez, to say it's a lot of money, I think, okay, that's a general statement. 
but is it a lot of money for what you're getting? I think that's highly subjective, and there's so many details we don't know. We don't know a lot of the tech specs. Yeah, well, the, so Harley has not released the kilowatts. I mean, I think that's a big concern, so, right? Because if exactly. you're going to do zero, which is roughly 55 kilowatts, yep. and if you're going to go to the Energica motorcycles, those are roughly 100 kilowatts. So is this in between those? Well, and those bikes creep up on $20,000. Well, Energica is already over thirty. It's a 34000 the Ego. Yeah. Uh, or, or, and I, I, I may be mispronouncing it. I'm sure our listeners will let us know, but those are over thirty thousand dollars, thirty-four thousand and change for the for the ego. Yep. And so, a zero. I mean, those creep on twenty thousand if you upgrade to having. You know, people talk about the range. I've seen some comments online. Zeros have great range. Yeah. You also have to spend almost three thousand dollars in addition to buying the machine to get extra range. Um, right. They have the option to be able to add. Have you noticed I, that, Mark? And I don't think your apples the apples either. I mean, people complained a lot about, I'll just say a different brand, but like people complained about the price of a Tesla when it came out because it was a premium EV vehicle. But now there's, I see Teslas all over the place mm -hmm. almost as often as most of well, the Well, finish, I think that's what it boils down you're, to, right? You're buying a quality product and premium quality products are rarely the cheapest option. Yeah. And I don't think Harley got into the market expecting to deliver the lowest priced vehicle. They've never exactly. done that in their brand history. Well, that's never been the idea. This is the question, is 30000 too much? I, I believe the vehicle will deliver that value. It, 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 to me, it's completely by design that they're going to deliver a more impactful electric motorcycle than what's on the market currently, and naturally that's going to cost more. As John's point about Tesla, that's not a Nissan Leaf, it's a Tesla, and yeah. it delivers an experience that the Nissan Leaf can't deliver. You're going to pay for that. I believe the same will be true with the Livewire. Yes, the, the sticker will initially cause you to raise your eyebrows, but when you experience this motorcycle, from what I'm hearing and what I'm reading at this point, um, I believe the experience will be that and then some. And so. I think that's where you look at some of the quality components. So, like, purpose of the podcast today is also talking about some of the things they released. Quality of the frame. The frame is a cast aluminum frame. That's very strong. It also, they mount the battery and the electric motor down low to try and keep a good... Um, a balance when you're at a stop point, but also a good handling characteristics. You have premium suspension that they work with Showa to create. Front and rear, it is adjustable, which is huge. Um, you have Brembo brakes with ABS. You do have traction. Co-branded tires. Co-branded tires. So they're Specific specifically for the designed. Yep. So they're Scorcher Sport tires that they specifically designed for the live wire that you're not seeing in a lot of different ways. Even the way they get down to the paint. So you have orange fuse paint color option, a yellow fuse paint color option, and vivid black, um, but they're designed to look like anodized metal, which is a finish that's very unique that they created for that. And the orange fuse and yellow fuse are exclusive to Livewire. So you're getting down into to just the minor details that are beyond what a lot of other brands are yeah, doing. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, if you notice, even if you're comparing visually, you know, the fact that a lot of people don't notice, but when you look at Livewire, to me, it's also a piece of art. And I don't say that to blow smoke, but it's, they took a lot of time to design it. The battery has cooling fins on it, which a lot of EV motorcycles do not have. If you look, the batteries are smooth. Right. Livewire has cooling I think fins. Zero, I, they're I, smooth. I, I they believe they're smooth. Yeah, they yeah. have no cooling fins. In majority of the models that I looked at. Right. So you have things like that that aren't in there. Um, and those quality components cost money to produce, but they deliver on that. Um, you know, I know you had some favorite things about it, but you know, Mark had mentioned seven drive modes. Four of those are from the factory. Three are customizable. 
Um, what does that, yeah, what that, does that, that mean? That's what I was confused about. So, so, why, 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 how so I have you? a friend with a, with a, with a performance muscle car, and so they have different drive modes as well. So you have the generic ones, which are let's say like the mark sport. mode. It's a mark mode, basically. Yeah, you have mark mode, which would be like economy kale mode. Yeah, right. Would be mark. And then you might have like a sport mode, which is a general adjustment to how it's delivering the power. That's more sporty. Like mark, also might mark after it. having a coffee. Mark after having a coffee. So it might also, <laughs> I can't say this, but compared to other models, what it does is it also makes adjustment to your traction control and how that functions to deliver a different experience. Um, a lot of vehicles, uh, sport vehicles have like a track mode well, as well, which is next level. That would be Mark with Espresso. I would assume that, that there, there, there are, there's a mode for inclement weather inclement weather i think and the customized modes are where you're going to have access to the different parameters that are defaulted in the four preset modes where you could adjust them yourself so let's say i want to have you know really high throttle response and really high or very low trash control so that i can do a wheelie or burn my tire off well i would have that adjustment in one of my three other settings We're that assuming I can save. That. I'm assuming, assuming that. Yeah, we, we haven't read anything. Everything up see. until this point has been yeah, actual. There's, there's, that's what I would hope to see, you know, but that's usually when you're talking driving modes, basically the personalized modes are where you can have access to standard default settings in a preset, but being able to change them to your own and then save them. And so you hmm. can have your own personalized ride. Um, but the also, screen, the screen is really cool. Screen is super cool. So the screen is actually it's a four point three inch screen, um, which is good size screen. Which is a great size screen. It does have, you can make some adjustments to that. But it also, the cool thing about the screen and the electronics, um, they're powered by a separate lithium ion battery for those. But you have HD Connect, which is a new software it's, uh, available via your HD app that allows you to sync up with your motorcycle that has some really cool features I haven't heard about on other bikes. One of them um, is the fact that you have GPS location, so it'll alert you if someone, let's say, you're inside at work and someone goes out and is moving your live wire, you know, maybe they're playing on it, it'll alert you. And so you can check on it. It also has a recovery mode that aids with the help of a police department. So if your vehicle is stolen, it has a recovery method with that, which I think is cool. It gives you, you your RESS, which is your battery life, how where that's at. It also gives you uh, charge monitoring with which it. Which I think so, that's the most functional piece, that's right? That's the most functional piece. For, you for, can at be, least in the Northeast, it's mm-hmm. going to, you yeah. plug in, you can go hang out, have a coffee. Yeah. And, maybe you and go, it, maybe you're stopping somewhere and you're going in, yeah, to have a coffee or having a bite to eat at a restaurant. And then your phone says, hey, hey, I'm charged up. I'm ready to get out of here. Let's rock and roll. Um there's a lot of really cool features with that that I think are pretty impressive, not to mention a location. So it gives you different charging station locations um, and it'll constantly updating, you know, as dealerships get set up for that. Where can you go to get that? At some point in time, you know, what's going to be cool is that um, I'm hoping, remember the movie Back to the Future? Of course I remember. Okay. Do you remember um, how that machine, how the time machine, the, the DeLorean uh, fed, was fed? Basically how... how how it, the like, flux capacitor? Yeah, you had to put No, it. not the flux capacitor. The, the machine itself where you had to put like fruit or Mr. something. Mr. Fusion? Yeah. Yeah. Mark putting in his kale. Yeah, that'd be funny. Down the road. Yeah. Mark <laughs> actually ruins it because he 
watches Back to the Future, and he just starts shuffling kale into the You're supposed to put, supposed to put garbage into it, cans and garbage in the yeah. Listen, you guys are making fun, but when Harley Mark's comes out to... with their first biofuel bike, you guys are going to go, wow, Mark, you Mark, were way ahead Mark, of your time. Mark, you were way ahead of your time. Right. Yeah. It, you know, it'll... It, it's coming. Mark, what else did you what else did you think was really cool about the the, the new specs? Well, um, I'm not sure I found anything completely new um, that we didn't already have some we surmised would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I was um, a little bit surprised by the price point. Just a little bit. Sure. Um, I was I was betting that it was going to be somewhere around twenty five. So that number did surprise me just a touch, uh, but I'm confident about that. As I said, um, the aluminum all aluminum frame was a bit of a surprise to me. Um, is that is that true? Is it all aluminum or cast, is it, yeah, it's a cast, cast aluminum. aluminum. Yeah. So yeah. so it's completely. I th- I thought that it would be partially aluminum, like we see in the in the FXDR one fourteen, which only ha- which has a cast aluminum swinger, right. which is the first all aluminum swing arm they've created that was a cast aluminum so this yeah this is a next level move on harley's part which i think is pretty impressive it's light it's light but it's extremely strong and rigid right. so it creates very precise handling so why do, so i think the question and i i'd like to get a, a, a technical piece on this but so why not use like the hydro forming system like from the v-rod isn't that lighter or is it not than cast aluminum do we know i don't know if it's Lighter. When they went to hydroforming, it was because of the rigidity strength that you'd get with hydroforming versus standard cut and welding. Because you wouldn't, a weld point creates a flex point, so to speak. And so I don't know how it relates in terms of weight, but you're using hydroforming. You're not using aluminum in the past with Harley Davidson. I mean, so it's steel hydroformed on the V rods. But, But I'm just curious why we didn't use that same technology. On on this, but um, maybe cast aluminum is lighter. I have to to get a get a uh, response from an engineer. Well, what what else? What else you guys got? What else you want to know? I know it's got an anti-mark mode that (laughs) allows it not to get caught up being read poetry by Mark before he rides it. You know, you just be able to get on and go. Well, see, you guys are you guys are portraying this as a vehicle that's designed for speed and and complete exhilaration. Let's let's remember that a part of the spirit of uh, the whole movement towards electrical uh, electric motorcycles is the utility concept. The fact that this very well may function um, as a utility motorcycle, and certainly generations of electric motorcycles that will come after the live wire with Harley Davidson will be even more utilitarian. Hmm. This one will have some glitz and some, uh, you know, some of the zing that we we're imagining. But I believe it's the beginning of a movement towards motorcycles that are utilitarian. What do you mean? Almost? Are you saying like? What are you going to do with it? Tools as opposed to technologically simplistic. Tools as opposed to toys. Right. Tell us what you're going to do with this thing. You're going to put your. So you, you have you, a live you, you wire. You guys have a wood stove, right? Live wire no. in your garage. No. John put and your I each logs of wood. He's going to no. put his logs of wood and strap it down with a bungee cord on the back. All over what are you the talking world. About? All over the world, uh, people make choices to ride motorcycles based on their utility. They're inexpensive, uh, efficient vehicles that get them to their daily obligations. In largely in American culture, that's not how we see the motorcycle. We see it as a recreational vehicle or a vehicle that's an ex, you know an experiential vehicle. I believe this represents a move hmm. from the experiential motorcycle towards utility. 
So you're I, saying more to not use the term utility, maybe a different synonym for what you're talking about is like it's economically justifiable, meaning like I can get on this, A, um, my you know, carbon footprint smaller. It's going to get, I don't have to put gas into it. Cost of ownership is a lot less because I'm not, I'm the not, cost per tank. I'm not concerned about my carbon footprint. I know you're not, but you should be. My carbon footprint probably is the size of some small state in Central Hall. <laughs> <laughs> it's the United States of America, I'm sure. <laughs> Mother, Earth, Mother Earth cringes every time John walks out to a vehicle. On, on, the equivalent of Montana, I think. That's, that's what my carbon footprint looks like. Think, think about the density of, of Earth. <laughs> you guys are proud of this, aren't you? Th think about the density of urban settings. You know, we have to remember we live in Vermont, which is so sparsely settled that we forget what's happening a lot in the rest of the world. Okay, so I believe that people are going to start making choices of their vehicle, their utility vehicle, um, more based on what's happening in their environments. And as, as our highways are getting more congested, traffic's becoming more of an issue, I can see dedicated lanes on highways that are dedicated to electric two-wheel vehicles. I can see that this market has great potential. When you visit a Pacific Rim country or a East Indian country, the, the, the roads are crammed with electric and, uh, and normal gas-fired two-wheel vehicles because their utility, of their utility, they function on an economic level. They make a lot of sense given the, the density of the vehicles on the road. Don't you think that Harley Davidson is moving in that direction? Well, I guess we're recording this, so we're gonna—it's gonna be entertaining to look back five, ten years from now. Yeah, I will say the live wire is gonna be easy to ride. It's got no, no clutch, no shifting. Right, that's fun. it's a twist and go. So I think it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it too. It makes it maybe it simplifies it to a point to where some people could look at that and say, hey. That makes sense for me now. For, mm -hmm. Further, you know, evidence. there's less going on. I can, I can do that. It's going to be much more approachable. I to can focus the on enjoying driver. it and going point A to point B. All I got to do is twist the throttle. There's far less going on than me shifting and pulling in a clutch, and you know, a lot of focus on that. You know, the bike gives, and it's, from what they state, you know, the balance is going to be impressive. So, I think it might entertain other people saying, "Hey, you know what? That does make sense." I just want it to go like hell. I mean, that's what I'm. It at. will, it will. What was the top speed? One twenty. Uh, I didn't see where they had stated I think, top I, speed. I thought I had read an article that said it, it was top speed was one twenty. I, I don't know. I'm sure that we'll be able to. I'll overcharge mine or add another battery. See if I can double. Well, that. the battery did won't generate additional power. Well, I'll figure something it just, out. That's range. Yeah, but let's just remember that the live wire is more. I'll add another motor. Than horsepower. <laughs> And zero to sixty, order a replacement live wire motor, and I'm gonna mount it on my tail. We're running low on time, okay? What? So, what, Mark? Well, I can't get John to get off of this zero to sixty machismo that he. That's well, they named the motor. It's the HD Revelation. Re Revelation motor. Electric motor, and I, I think that that's just saying it's a revelation. It is a revelation, but your take on it uh, that it's, you know, you just want it to go like hell. Well, that's what is important well, is, to him. Let me pose the question this way. Isn't that what makes the LiveWire actually pretty impressive? I am a, so I'm pretty much as anti, like, I don't care about 
my fuel mileage or anything like that. My carbon footprint's out of the state. And I think the live wire is super cool. And I'm interested in it. You I like think kale. it's super I, cool because... You like kale. You're looking at it from an economical and, you know... Environmental hey, perspective. Sure, sure, sure. You could use the E-word. So environmentally <laughs> friendly. And you are interested in it. We're completely opposite in terms of oh, yeah. why we like it. But it... But it's interesting to both of us, and I think that's pretty impressive. And I don't it think is. you get that with a lot of products. It is. I agree. Well, my point is is that a lot of the early uh, information that is out there has a lot to do with performance, yeah. has to do with 0 to 60. Let's spend a little time thinking about the other ways that the live wire is going to change the marketplace. And some you know, of those... maybe let's create a podcast around that. Maybe sometime. Yeah, we could definitely do that. You, yeah. and, you and I can Sometime work in it. the near never, we'll do a podcast about <laughs> Mark's thoughts on it. And, uh, you know, this is like talking with a couple of, uh, you know. Oh, I'm sure folks. I'm going to get a thumbs down from your one fan that liked you back then. The, the one that referred to him as Cerebral. Cerebral, yeah. yeah. Wait, wait till they hear the next, uh, one of the next podcasts coming up with uh, the Motor Maids. It's going to be so exciting. Hey, we got to wrap this thing up. We're out of time. Uh, as always, we do appreciate everyone listening. Um, and uh, we'd love if you would subscribe if you haven't already done that. And also rate us. If you could go in there and to the very bottom under podcasts, whatever it is you're listening to, whatever platform, and just leave us a rating. Right? Yeah, that's important to us because we want to know, you know, how we're doing and do what, what we're have, doing right and what we're doing wrong. Do people have the ability to comment on your podcast? Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. Could they comment on like questions as to what they have coming? Like what would be something they would be really interested yes. in knowing about? Because uh-huh. I would be curious as to that yep. as well. Yeah. And then we can make sure we address that if I'm allowed back. Yeah. Mark's plotting against me. So. No, no, I, I enjoy having you here. I'm just trying to open your mind a little bit about the potential for motorcycles. They're not all about power and speed. For okay. some people, they're they're different. Well. Definitely. That's, I I, I don't agree, but whatever, you know. I will write that in my journal, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Behind the Bars podcast, sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Stay tuned for our next exciting podcast. Check out additional information on WilkinsHarley.com.